Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk for this evening, October 22nd. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, my co-host, my sister, Denise. Say hello to everyone. Hello. And we're both excited tonight because we have a very exciting show planned. Um, Our guest tonight is here to talk about his career as a makeup artist and his new DVD, Find the Basics of Beauty. Please, everyone, welcome to Beauty Talk. Makeup artist extraordinaire, Sam Fine. How are you, Sam? I'm good. Thank you, Janice and Denise. What's up? <laughs> I love saying that together. It makes me very happy. I have twin sisters, and their name their names are Kim and Kina, but it doesn't rhyme, so it's not the same. So Janice and Denise makes me much, much, much more happy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're happy, and we're yeah. happy to have you here. Um Sam, everyone knows who you are. No, they don't. Don't yeah. don't even say that. That that is yeah. a wonderful sentiment, but it's it's not true. People don't know that I'm a makeup artist. They know the clients that I work on. They always they don't always know the work that I do though. Really? What's up? Well, I mean, well, I just left Iman, uh, a client that I've worked with for over over 13 years. Uh, I've worked with Vanessa Williams over 16 years. I've worked with Tyra Banks since the beginning of her career. I've worked with Naomi Campbell, Aretha Franklin. Uh, God, one of my favorites, Monique, Aretha Franklin. Um, I know I'm leaving somebody else out here who's so important. Uh, I just did Jennifer Hudson recently. If you guys are on Facebook, and that's how you know we reconnected. Um, if you're on Twitter, then you've seen some of my postings, and I talk about some of the things that I do from day to day. So, so yeah, those are some of the, the women that come to mind that I've worked with recently. But they don't really know who Sam Fine is. They know the women that you've worked with. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, you know, we're just coming from behind the scenes, kind of peeking around the corner uh, behind our clients. You know, I always tell people I'm a servant and, and like a trainer, like a chef, like, like, like anybody you can, uh, you know, anyone you can hire. 
And so we're just starting to get our um, our just due in, in okay. you know, in, in people learning about all that goes into getting a celebrity ready for the red carpet, getting them ready for these, you know, great uh, Emmy Awards and Oscars and all these magazine shoots. And people are finally starting to read the fine print in a way that they haven't before. So, so they're starting to discover who we are. And the movie credits, you know? And movie credits, yes. See, I don't do movies, so I left that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no one reads the credits, and now they're reading the credits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think for us film makeup artists, they really don't know who we are because we're just a name in the credits for the most part. And, you know, it's so funny because, well, the same could go for magazine credits, but I think fashion and beauty, you know, when you do a Revlon ad, when you do a Neutrogena commercial, when you do, uh, you know, L'Oreal ads, I think that people hold those up in high esteem because they are the, you know, the, the pinnacle of beauty and fashion. Uh, and I've always, you know, I've got, I got into print and advertising and celebrity work, uh, but when you talk about being a, a – a makeup artist for films, television, theater. Uh, those are very different careers, very different careers. I'm, I'm very narcissistic, and I enjoy the fashion and beauty industry because it's really all about uh, the team that you work with. We get the best pages. We get the best recognition. Um, you know, I always tell people when you do movies, I mean, sometimes you're making a character to look as if they had done themselves. And that's never my goal. Uh, you know, my goal is ultimate glamour. When, I, when you work with the kind of clients that I work with and doing the Emmys and Oscars and Grammys and American Music Awards, and I, and I did leave out, excuse me, one of my favorite clients, Queen Latifah, when you're doing these type of events, I mean, you're really thinking about all-out glamour. And when you're working for a movie, you're part of that character's life. And that's something that I've really never done before. It, it's nothing that I. It's, it's something that I've never really given myself to. Right. Let's go back just a little bit, and sure. if you could just talk a little bit about how you started your career as a makeup artist. Broke. <laughs> I know you got. You need a laughter track in there, a laughter track yeah. to, to come in. But honestly, um, I moved to New York when I was 17 years old. Uh, I fell on my tail within the when the within the three months that I moved here. Um, I moved back to Chicago. I'm from Chicago, and I came here to ultimately go to uh, college. I wanted to go to Parsons. I wanted to go to FIT. I have drawn all my life, and I wanted to be an illustrator. I wanted to get into fashion, uh, and I wanted to get in school. And I took a job as a, as a makeup artist at a cosmetic counter because I thought it would be something easy to do, and it, it definitely interested, you know, it was, it was, it was within my interests. And uh, I met a few people, you know, when I was in New Jersey, living in New Jersey, and who said, you know, well, you could freelance for different companies, you could be a freelance makeup artist. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, it's, it's, it's something to make money. And uh, when I moved back home to Chicago, I turned 19, and that uh, a few of the companies that I had worked for had given me a call saying that they were opening up a, um, a counter, a cosmetic counter in New York City, in Manhattan. Would you like to come and interview for the position? And I said, sure. You know, I always wanted to move back to New York. That was always my dream. And so I came back, and, of course, having a job made it that much better. Uh, so I, I, I got the job. 
and moved back to New York when I was 19, and I've been here ever since. Um, and I took a job, you know, at a cosmetic counter because I really thought it was an easy job. And all my friends just kept saying, you know, Sam, you seem to really have a good talent at this. You should really give it a try. And so I started assisting Kevin Aquan and Bobby Brown. And, I'm sorry, Bobby Brown's a friend of mine. I just thought of her name, Fran Cooper, who is a huge uh, makeup artist who does both Britney Spears and uh, Janet Jackson. Yeah, and, you know, and one thing leads to another. I always tell people you have to be in it to win it. So by assisting these makeup artists, I was able to come in contact with Naomi Campbell, with Patti LaBelle, and when she wasn't available, then the first person they thought of, well, can Sam do it? And so when Patti LaBelle saw her backup singer and saw she, you know, she looked great, when Fran wasn't available, she called me, and it was our first time working together, it was for the Grammy Awards, and it was her first Grammy, and it was my first time working with her. So it was a wonderful experience. And the same with Naomi Campbell. So it's, you know, it's, it's just about being in it. It's just about being in it. And uh, so I, I've had a... I had a wonderful um, beginning to my career, for sure. What inspires you to do what you do? Today or then? Uh, let's say now. Now what inspires me to do what I do is giving back. Uh, seeing my name in print, working with celebrities. Um, it, yeah, I'm not jaded. That's kind of a harsh way to describe it. But, you know, I've been with Iman for 13 years. I've been with Vanessa Williams for 16, almost 17 years. I've known Tyra since the beginning of her career. I've known Naomi since she was 21 years old. Uh, There's not a lot that I haven't seen. I've done Super Bowls and Oscars and, and Emmys and, you know, I've traveled to Europe with clients. So I think what inspires me today is less about makeup uh, more about the business. It's more about bringing more people of color from behind the scenes, getting them onto this scene, pulling them out of the salons, um, getting more people involved uh, in this business to understand that there's a lot of, uh, of, of room for, for so much talent And I just don't think that we often know how to get here. I mean, you think about hair school. You can go to hair school and get a um, and get a uh, a license, and then begin practicing. You know, to go into a salon. You know, you know, you you, that's a natural progression. When you're a makeup artist, there's no school to go to that will that you can graduate to and then begin working with celebrities and models. It does not work like that. So for me, trying to pull in assistance, trying to um, change the way the business works from behind the scenes, from our rates to the way that we're paid to uh, the level of respect that we're given from the financial side of the business, that's what inspires me today. Um, I've been one of the, you know, very fortunate artists to be requested from these clients. And so, uh, you know, I have a lot of opportunities that many don't, but I make sure to bring someone with me, a person of color, a woman, a, a male, you know, Valente, Tyra Banks, makeup artist, Valente Frazier, uh, he's a former assistant, Laura Moberg, who used to assist me, works with Halle Berry, you know, so it's wonderful to be, to be a part of young careers and to be able to stand behind these kids and help them to see what the business is really like, that it's not just... Um, you know, all the glamour, but it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of dedication. 
So to answer your question, the long route, what inspires me is being able to be a role model and to bring other people in behind me um, and to, to, to live beside me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a caller from the 336 area code. I believe that's Greensboro, North Carolina. Hello, caller. How are you? Hello. This is Siobhan Lyon at Fierce Makeup Artistry. How you guys doing? Hey, Siobhan. Siobhan. Hi. Hi. Um, I had a question. Um, as a makeup artist in Greensboro, North Carolina, I wanted to know how to get more into celebrity makeup um, status because they're – Personally, I don't think there's a lot here, but I don't know, really. Yes, you do. You just said it. You know, it's, it's very interesting. I teach all the time, and I'm going to use your call as an example for many people who are thinking the exact same thing. I wanted to work with celebrities. I wanted to work with models. I wanted to work in television. I wanted to do beauty campaigns. Where do those things happen? That's an open-ended question, y'all. Okay. It ain't happened in North Carolina. Right. You know that, right? Patrick DeMarchelier is not shooting in North Carolina. Vogue is not shooting there. If they do, I mean, you know, they'll shoot, but they'll bring their crew. You've got to think, what is there? Who is there? What entertainers live there? Where are you close to? Um, that you can travel to make yourself more accessible and offer uh, more celebrities, more television uh, anchors um, offer more theater uh, celebrities, uh, you know, uh, your services. Okay. So you have to think about, you know, how long have you been in the industry? For six years. For six years. Are you, do you work, work at a, for six years. You work for Mac for six years. I have, and I started my own business two years ago. Doing? Makeup. Um, okay. And basic. So what do you mostly do right now? I mostly do weddings. Okay. It's hard to get out of that because there's a lot of people that get married here. Oh, please. I mean, it's a great business. I, please, I just, did, I just did a wedding. Are you kidding? I mean, you know, it's the work that keeps on giving. Um, but you want to work with celebrities. So who's in North Carolina that you can target? Who do you know lives there who's the local celebrity who – you you know you can target who does you know work in that area. Um, Fantasia, Carolina Panthers, their wives. Oh right! Oh wow! I forgot the Winans live there. I, I've worked with CC. Duh. Um, so how can you find their management? How can you be able? You know how can you send your card? How can you reach them and let them know that you exist? Go online find their management. I mean, today, I mean, y'all have to remember, when I started in the late 80s, we didn't have computers. We didn't have Google. We didn't have the opportunity to just put in somebody's name and find out, you know, their management, their agency, contact information, all this kind of stuff. So you, actually, you have more opportunity today. So think of, write down three people, the three people that you just mentioned, and make it your goal this week to contact them, and every three months send a note card, send a mailer, send, you know, pick up the phone and call and just say, just wanted to know if there was a backup singer, if there was a way that I could test, you know, when your makeup artist isn't available, and let you know that I'm here, local, and I would love to work with you. 
And just to add to that, Siobhan, also, I mean, this may be a guy, but still, it's a local celebrity, but Anthony Hamilton is in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure he has backup singers. Mm Mm-hmm. See, you got to do the work from the business side, and trust me, I'm not beating up on you because there are 20 to 30 people who are thinking the exact same thing you're 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 thinking. No, you know where you know they're thinking as it applies to where they live. Um, so you're just a great example. Thanks for calling. But what happens is you got to think broad. If you you know if you're trying to work in TV, there are anchors who need makeup. There are uh, theater, there are shows, there are local celebrities, and people that you can put yourself in touch with. Um, and it helps you to really get yourself out there. You know, if you were working with Andy, Anthony Hamilton's background singers, he travels, he tours. That will put you in touch with other people and let other people get a chance to see your talent. And that's the goal, just to get in it and to, to, to branch out and let other people see your talent. So, yeah. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Good luck to you. Thank you, Siobhan, for your call. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to add, for those of you who are listening on the phone line, if you could please help us keep the phone lines clear by going to www.illusion, I'm sorry, blogtalkradio forward slash illusions hyphen cosmetics to listen to the show. We're trying to uh, keep the phone lines open so we can get more callers through. So I'm pretty much I was going to ask you, Sam, but I think you kind of covered that. Um, I was going to ask you what advice would you have for um, just for makeup artists who are just starting out um, in general, um, not just for celebrity makeup, but just those starting out um, who just don't know what to do. After they leave makeup school, what's next? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which one is this? This is Denise, right? No. <laughs> oh, dang. And I thought I had it. I, I really did. I thought I had it. I'm sorry, Janice. Yes. You know, Janice, you know, it's challenging nowadays. Everybody wants to be a, a celebrity makeup artist. Everybody wants to work with celebrities. Yes. It is really challenging. It is very challenging because I think a lot of times a lot of makeup artists have put in their time, their service, into you know the cosmetic counter like I did, like like our caller did, we and then they're ready. Did. Right, we all did, and we're ready for the next level. Practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. It's you know I, th- I I I meet more makeup artists today who are who are quote unquote ready to make it to the you know take it to the next level, but I don't find the same the same skill set. Yeah. There's a lot of retouching going on. There's a lot of 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 um there's a lot of makeup artistry going on in the industry right now and i i'd like to see more more um more more kids assisting i really you know i i think we're always so eager to jump to i can do that i can do that but i don't think that people really realize what goes on behind the scenes when i'm working with a queen latifah and i've got maybe 25 minutes and the hairstylist is working at the same time and the the manicurist is doing nails and then you've got to put on a face you don't have the same time and you don't have the same um, opportunity to really think as long about your makeup somebody's not sitting at the counter this is not easy work 
Um, sharpening your skills isn't just about your makeup skills. It's about your personality skills. You work with a different team every time. I just worked with Jennifer Hudson, a whole new team. Uh, Queen Latifah, a whole new team. Uh, Vanessa, you know, a whole new team. So every time you walk into someone else's house, so to speak, you have to work on your personality skills. There's so much, there's so much you can work on before you get to where you want to be and know that everything that you do is an experience that leads up to that point to help you thrive once you get where you think you want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so my advice really is to, to stop thinking about where you want to be sometimes and just, just think about, God, you know, what kind of opportunities do I have that are in front of me to grow? How can I express my talent and joy for makeup exactly where I am? And then think about um, contacting other people and, and doing the business side of the business. But I think the passion, the personality, also learning about the business. You've got to learn how to deal with billing and invoicing and pricing your talent and, and what the going rates are um, depending on what city you're in. So you feel honored to do your work and, and also appreciate it. Uh, to to um, express your talent. So I think you just said it right there, Sam. You said your passion. And I think with your passion comes wanting to learn how to handle your invoicing and, and all that. Unfortunately, that, that's not always true, no. I mean, no, I've had tax problems. I mean, you know, my best friend who taught me makeup was 54 years old, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm passionate about this, this, this topic. So, you know, I started in the industry when I was 20 years old, 21 years old, and I've gone through tax problems. I've gone through different agents. I've gone through different levels of learning about the industry because the industry is a business that, that doesn't have the, the hard, fast rules that corporate America has. So you – I'm sorry. I guess that's. I guess that's where, where I guess with my with what I was going to say in my response. I guess that's where we're different because for my sister and I, we came from that. We came from right corporate background, background mm-hmm. being accountants, and so mm-hmm. when we stepped out of that and came into the business of makeup artistry, we already had that behind us. And so but think how, no that's way. so amazing. That is so amazing, though. Do you know how many kids? I mean, like I said, I started when I was twenty twenty one. You know, coming into the business, I haven't worked a, you know, day-to-day job since the play jobs that I didn't even care about. And taxes and financial management and becoming incorporated, no one talks about to you about that kind of stuff. No, you guys came from it, which is a very different model. Absolutely. You know, so I, I do think you have to be passionate as an artist, but also be willing to show up for the business. At the end of the day, you've got to be on time. You've got to learn how to deal with your money. You've got to make a real business out of it. I mean, you guys are so fortunate. I have to tell you, I mean, so many of us learn the hard way. You hear about celebrities and photographers and everyone else dealing with different financial difficulties because it's not something you always learn growing up. And I'm as honest, yeah, I'm as honest about all of this because it's, it's really challenging. It's been challenging, especially in my youth. Mm-hmm. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about your DVD. Yay. Um, yay, because <laughs> I don't want the time to go away and 
yes. not talk about that because that's what this conversation is really all about. Well, no, I mean, I enjoy talking about all this stuff, and I, I can't tell you how many how many people I know are listening today who will think about becoming incorporated and how that protects their personal assets versus their – I mean, you you should just do a whole show about accounting and business and freelance, I mean, because there is so – there's just not enough – there are not enough role models and people don't talk about financials enough in the freelance industry for us to learn. So I hope you all definitely do something with that because I could have benefited from that many years ago as well, I tell you. You know, um, funny because when I um, did a class, um, that's one of the things that I incorporated was – the business side and keeping mm-hmm. receipts for tax purposes, oh, all that yes. kind of thing. Yes. And I kind of found or sort of felt like the students weren't all that interested. Like they were more interested in learning how to do certain techniques or, um, you know, like what's, how do I apply, you know, how do I make a do a smoky eye or you know, whatever <laughs> right. techniques they wanted to learn. Right. Was, and I think, well, and I mean, I'm not, and I'm not talking bad about them because when no, you, no, think, no. you think about it, nobody's really interested in business. No, when you know what it is? want to be creative. But you know what it is? And I feel you. I've had these conversations with kids before, and not even kids. I just say kids, you know, we're all just kind of learning. So I think of it, you know, as a, as a constant state of childhood because we're all learning. But when you are talking about creative, I didn't want to talk about money. I didn't want to talk about tax shelters. I didn't want to talk about becoming incorporated. It was much more than I could even handle sometimes because, as you all know, being accountants, former accountants, you know how much goes into this and the tax laws and how they change so often and becoming incorporated. These are things that, that deserve a long conversation. You know, we work in a business that they don't set aside, you know, they don't take out health benefits and, you know, we have to pay our own taxes and we're taxed more heavily because of that. I mean, there's so much to talk about. And I tell you, I don't think it's disinterest. I think it's, I think they're, I, I think people are terribly shy to even talk about their, their financial, um, I, I talked about it once and it was like pulling teeth. But once you got somebody to talk about having done, to, to, to fess up to the fact that they hadn't done their taxes in five years, the whole floor opened up with advice and support because they felt the same way. You don't, you, you can't talk about something that you feel ashamed about because you don't know it. My parents didn't grow up making the kind of money that I made early on in my 20s. You know what I'm saying? So they couldn't advise me on it. And a lot of times you have to look outside of your family, outside of your friends even, and seek advice. But it is something that is so important. And I, I, I tell you, the, if, when I do a charitable organization. It's going to be towards freelancers, and it's going to talk about how to set up um, different uh, um, different programs to help them with taxes and become incorporated and remove some of the fear, because that's not what agents do. I think people look at agents as these catch-all, you know, these are my, they're going to take care of me. But no, they don't. You have to take care of yourself. That's what makes a freelancer free is that you're responsible for a lot of things and you're ultimately responsible for yourself. 
Right. And it's a lot of responsibility. So I hear you, and I, I, I tell you, I think a lot of times people are just really, I don't think they're disinterested. I think they're just really scared to talk yeah. about it because then it, it, you know, we all come from various educational backgrounds, and that also plays into it because a lot of people are just scared to say, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, so so please keep keep that in your class, whether they, they seem interested or not. Because I'll tell you this, I'm sure someone walked away with a wealth of knowledge, if nothing else, but you guys igniting that fire for them to think about how to better save or to pay attention to become, um, you know, a better taxpayer and more responsible in their in their with their freelance income. Right. And I'm so passionate about this, I tell you, and I, I you know, because <laughs> it's one of those things we don't talk about. Getting the next smoky eye ain't going to buy you a house. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, making that money is great, but you have to realize the things that have to come out of that check. So it's, it always kind of like, you know, angers me when people say, well, Sam, how much could you make in one booking? Well, yeah, I could make a lot for one booking, but then I have to pay an agent out of it. I have to pay my taxes out of it. I don't get uh, health care. I don't get life insurance. I don't get savings. I don't get a 401K plan and, at my job. So I have to take care of all of that. So it all seems very glamorous at first until you realize that you are the business. That's right. right. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll get down off my um, soapbox. So I can talk about my DVD, but I hear you, and, and keep please keep talking to the kids. They need it. They need it, whether they know it or not. Yeah, okay, I, mean, I definitely will. To a, to a whole other topic for another show, which will be great. Oh, yeah, I'd be listening to it, trust me. I'm taking notes now. Shoot, I'll be, I'll be listening to that one. I'm telling you for sure. But, um, but I did, you know, I'm so happy with the DVD. I, it took me many years, and you talk about business. It was one of those projects where I, I had gone to a few um, DVD houses, and they said, you know, we don't know who's really going to be interested in learning how to put on makeup. And after having done Fine Beauty, you know, almost 11 years ago, I knew that I could write about it all I wanted to, but ultimately to be able to watch it happen, for someone to watch me draw a brow, for someone to watch me layer foundation and tissue it off so it looks more like skin, for someone to watch me line lips, fill it in, and then do gloss and contour nose, you know, I think those are the things that you can never, never describe. So to do a makeover DVD with three real models, not like a 19-year-old, 20-year-old model who doesn't need any makeup, to do a DVD with three real women, 20s, 30s, and 40s, um, from different ethnic backgrounds, uh, different hair colors, different hair textures, uh, you know, really helps to show women the possibilities uh, that makeup can provide. Uh, I have a wonderful voiceover introduction from Vanessa Williams. Uh, I have special features that answer, you know, talk to some of these most commonly asked questions, how I got started, um, what, what are my favorite products, department store versus drugstore, um, and also a wonderful special feature from longtime client Iman where uh, a camera followed us on a, a People magazine photo shoot, 50 Most Beautiful, and they showed uh, a day in the life. And so that the same, the same makeup techniques that I used on the three models, I also used on, on uh, 
on Iman. And so they'll see how, kind of how those techniques mirror one another and, and that they, could, they can achieve the same results. Okay. We have a question from the chat room. Um, the question is, what is the name of the NARS shade that you use to highlight the brow throughout your DVD? You know what? The DVD ain't been out but like two weeks, and they already know it's a NARS shadow. Those are the makeup <laughs> junkies. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I think it's called like Star something, Star something. It's the only beige shadow with these, these golden flecks, and it is gorgeous. I use it on everyone from, um, you know, from a Vanessa Williams shade to an Iman shade. Um, it's, a, it's a great highlighter, and when you think about highlighting underneath the brow bone, it's just a very uh, – you know, a, a, a really nice color that's very, very natural looking, but gives you the lift that you need underneath the brow. Star Knight. Thank you. Very good. Are you online? And you. I'm in the chat. I'm in the chat room, and, and they're giving me the response. It is. Thank you. Thank you. But it's the only beige shade with these little gold flecks, and the gold flecks make it look more like us. So if you're a woman of color and, or you have a client of color and you really want to emphasize, you know, the brow bone, those kind of colors, a vanilla shade that doesn't turn ashy with the gold in it really looks warm and beautiful on our skin. Mm. So what changes have you uh, noticed in the beauty industry in regards to women of color? You know, you, you have to realize I've been – I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I was a Revlon spokesperson, the first African-American uh, uh, spokesperson for Revlon, the first African-American spokesperson for, for CoverGirl as well. And I've watched cosmetic lines come and go. I've watched cover models, uh, spokesmodels come and go. I think everyone's vying for our dollar. I don't think that anyone is truly committed to our our, 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 our beauty. Um, you know, everyone always asks me, why not do a cosmetic line? And of course, I would love to do cosmetics. But if we don't have the education and information to empower us first, what is another foundation or another eyeshadow going to do? You know, so I think it's so important to educate this consumer who, who, whose mom, I don't know about you, you know, I'll be 40 next month. And my mom, who's 70, 70 years old, she didn't have cosmetics that were geared towards her. So what, what could she pass down to my sisters? Right. So I'm educating them now. And so we're educating a whole new generation. And I don't think the cosmetic industry is based on education. I think it's based on product um, technology and, and difference. And now that everyone, you know, it, it's really hard trying to find products because everyone has something, but not everyone has something for us. So as much as the cosmetic industry has changed in being able to satisfy more of our needs, I think it has a long way to go. In the, chat room, Sam, hold on. Um, in the chat room, they're saying, Sam, that DC is excited um, to have you <laughs> on November 22nd. They say the class is almost sold out. Um, you know, I'm honored. I'm honored to do another appearance at Bennett uh, Institute, um, Career Institute. And, you know, I enjoy teaching. 
I'm very passionate about everything that I do. You can hear it from my tone in talking to you all about finance and my tone in speaking to your callers and, and letting them know that there are numerous possibilities, endless possibilities uh, in this industry. And to be able to pass that along, because a lot of people look at my career as being one of, like, you know, it's just Sam Fine. It's just Roxana Floyd. It's just Reggie Wells. It's just Derek Rutledge. We all grew up together. Many of, I mean, Reggie and Roxana were mentors of mine, but there is room for us all. There's work for us all. Um, and, and if I can help someone, whether it's an empowering word or to be able to show them a technique that will help them understand makeup a, a, a bit better, then, hey, then that makes me feel a lot more connected uh, to the industry. Um, so, so I love teaching. I'm so looking forward to this appearance November 22nd in D.C. And uh, I'm doing two classes. Normally I do one. So this time I'm saying all day long, and I will be selling the DVD and signing the DVD and showcasing the DVD because I think, you know, after you come to see a class with me, to be able to go home and – and to be able to play this over and over and over, and has this pop-up information that reinforces each tip, um, you know, each technique. It also has a tool section that talks about the proper tools and what brush does what. I mean, you know, how often to wash your brushes, how often to change your mascara and your implements. I mean, you know, it really is a wealth of information, and, I, and I'm really happy to be able to impart some of my uh, some of my knowledge. Well, Sam, I can definitely tell that you, um, this is Janice, um, <laughs> that you enjoy um, educating. I sat in on, well, actually both classes that you did in New York at IBS um, oh, wow. last year. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do. Inspired. And that was a fun class. You know, like I said, I'll be 40 this year. I'll be 40, you know, uh, next month, November 12th. Any Scorpios out there, what's up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, I, you know, I enjoy what I do now because I've seen the highs and lows of the industry. And I have to tell you, I think at some point, past the reading your credits in a, in a magazine, past someone, you know, uh, you know, signing a book or whatever, I think it's really about service. We're all servants at, at, at this point. And to be able to give something back, to be able to let, let others know that there's a space for you too, I think is very special. And that's very special to me. And I, I'm able to do that when I teach. Absolutely. Um, going back a little bit, you were when we were talking about um, women of color a few minutes ago. Um, what do you think women of color are looking for? Because I know you were saying that a lot of the cos you know cosmetic lines out there, like what's you know what's the new lip gloss, what's the new eyeshadow? If we you know are not educating, what do you think women of color are looking for in terms of their makeup and skin? Do you do you feel like they have? Um, special needs or, you know, they, they have needs that they want addressed? You're a woman of color, you tell me. You did that in that class, too. Every time they asked you something, you're like, it's, well, you tell me. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. I can tell you my opinion. I got three sisters. I got a mother at home. I can tell you they're looking for a voice, someone who speaks to them uniquely. You can't keep saying that so-and-so celebrity, so-and-so model 
who's already, you know, who's who's been paid to make these commercials, who's who's been made up for I don't know how many hours. I think there's a level of of it's a, it's a, it's a, it's hard to relate to those women all the time. They're an inspiration, but a lot of times you go to these cosmetic counters and you also have to realize that most of the cosmetics that are offered to us are in drugstores and mass. So it's hard for us to test those. It's hard for us to sample those. There's no help, and we need the most amount of help because we, we have such a wide range of color and undertones. We've got to make sure that the lipstick has great payoff and that it will cover uh, any discoloration in our, in our lips. You want to make sure that blush doesn't look, look heavy or ashy. So there we have so many special concerns, and I'm not even touching skincare because I'm not an esthetician. But, you know, you can't expect for Queen Latifah and Iman, celebrities and, 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 and uh, form, you know, uh, models, to have uh, a, a total understanding of what is needed as it pertains to cosmetics. I live it. I breathe it. I do it every day. I've created lines before, and, and I think that when you look at both MAC Cosmetics and Bobby Brown Cosmetics and Francois Nars and Trish McAvoy and Vincent Longo and Sue Devitt, you know, there are a ton of white makeup artists who have great lines and offer their point of view. I think what black women want, you know, I'm speculating. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. We want someone to offer our point of view. And that's what I try to do when I do books, when I try to do DVDs. I try to show a range. I try to show our beauty in the way we want to look, in the range. I mean, you know I work with Patti LaBelle and Vanessa Williams and Tyra and all these different women, and I switch it up every day. And so I'm fortunate enough to, to have those, you know, those celebrities as my calling card. But so, so I feel like I, I, I kind of understand the common thread. We want a foundation. We want beautiful colors. We don't want, I mean, I, I want to be able to send my mom and three sisters to a cosmetic line and know that they can all stand at that one line and be serviced and get the right color and get their makeup personality fulfilled. Right. And I think we're getting closer to that, but I don't think that we nearly have as many options as our, our, our uh, Caucasian counterparts. Right, absolutely not. Absolutely. So what do you think, though? I, I turn it back well, to you. I say. Well, that's what I was going to say. What, what I was thinking is that I would like to see um, a nice range of colors. Just like you said, you know, yeah. different skin tones of African-American women could come and find exactly what they're looking for in one line. And it's not um, just you know, color, it's formula. Right. You've got to be able to have a liquid and a cream and a stick foundation and also be able to offer some benefits, you know, whether it's SPF or moisturizing. You know, we don't have one black model to speak for us as it, as it pertains to age. You've got Sharon Stone for Dior. You've got Christy Brinkley for CoverGirl. She's back at CoverGirl again. You know, we need a face for aging beauty as well. I know we don't, I know they say black don't crack, but the fact is we do age and we do want to find foundations and products that speak to, to our skin. And, and I, just, I just want a better range 
of products. And, I, you know, I always try to make myself the consumer. So I always say what, I, what we want as if I'm the consumer because I see the lack and I see the opportunity for growth as well. And we spend a disproportionate amount on beauty as African Americans, and, and we deserve to be um, better serviced. So why, why do you think we're not um, better serviced? Why do you think some of the lines that are out there aren't, you know, don't have a range for us? Or since those we lines spend a lot yeah, of money. Right. Th- those lines weren't born in, um, in, in an era of diversity. You've got lines that have been in department store for 50 years, right. for 30 years, for 25 years. My mother's 70 years old, and so you think about, you know, my mom could barely find a foundation to suit her needs, and she's not really as brown-skinned as, say, Patti LaBelle. Mm -hmm. To me, Patti's an average color amongst women of color. You know, bronze shade, a brown shade, hazelnut, you know, whatever, something bronze, golden bronze, something, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, So if she can't find her color, then, then, then how lost are we all? And so a lot of these companies, you say, why, why don't they do it? Because they, we're not their core consumer. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're like, um, we make up maybe 2, 3, maybe 5% of their business. And so we get as much product as they, they feel is necessary to make up that, that amount. You do numbers, you get it, right? No, I get it. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't. They, we, they don't value our dollar, um, and and so we're constantly searching. Uh, you look at some lines like Chanel that clearly don't have much for women of color, and they don't even try to. You know, so so there are many cosmetic lines that clearly will tell you we just don't have anything for you. Period. See you later. This is in, in 2009. I don't think that, they're, that we're, they're concerned about our business often. And I think the companies that are opening up to trying to cater to women of color are trying that hat on for the first time ever. And how daunting is that for us? They're trying out on us. Right. <laughs> and we're just trying to get it right. And so it's very hard when, new, when older companies – are trying to speak to us and really haven't uh, done the research and the development to give us the proper color range and to give us the proper formulas. And you look at a line like Prescriptives that has just gone out of business, that was an amazing brand, custom blend powders my sister used all the time, uh, wonderful rich shades, gone out of business. Now what? Now what? Yeah, so, and that's, 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 that's us. That is our experience. Every time we get a color, it's always discontinued because they don't sell enough of it. So, I mean, you know, it's a business, and this is when you start understanding. They're not just taking it away because they don't like you. They're taking right. it away because not enough women are buying this for us to continue producing it. Do you remember Interface and R-Pro? I created our pro after having been a Revlon spokesperson. I did the complete line. That was one of my favorite cosmetic lines, not because I created it. 
and developed it. I went in the Revlon labs. That was when I was a Revlon spokesperson. I had just worked for Color Stay. Do you remember Color Stay? Uh-huh. Color Styles, Color Style. With Veronica Webb, she was the first African-American yeah. model signed to a cosmetic contract. I developed R-Pro. Interface was a offshoot of Black Opal, which I developed before Interface was even thought of. Mm-hmm. I mean... We keep trying to do stuff, but what were you going to say? I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just, no, no. I was just asking. Did, do you remember those? Those were two that I really liked. Thank you. Um, but that, that didn't <laughs> stay around long. <laughs> but it's business. Revlon sold them. It was a wonderful brand, and I can't tell you how many makeup artists were still like, "This was good stuff." Yeah. Um, that when I first started out. Yep, and it was sold only at Sally's Beauty Supply. I even did a makeup video for them. I mean, I had to have been like maybe 25, 26 years old then. Um, This is long before I did my book. I did my book when I was 28. And I developed Revlon Professional, R-Pro, and then Interface was an offshoot of Black Opal. They were owned by the same company. And they felt like they would kind of, you know, take Black Opal and bring it, you know, one step up into department store. Right. But you have to be invested. Y'all, and I love that I can have a business conversation with you, with you both because ultimately it's a big business, but it's a hard business. And you have to find this, this woman of color is not going to immediately come in and start buying from you. She's abused. She's bought products before that haven't worked. Why you now? So you've got to earn her trust. And that's another reason why I haven't done cosmetics is because uh, – I, I, want, I want to gain the trust of this consumer and let her know that I have her best interest at heart from the educational background, not just from buy this one product. I mean, that's really why I left out product names and in the DVD, because it's not about the product. It's about how you learn to use it. Right, right. So let me ask you this, because I'm getting a couple of questions from yep. the chat room. Yep. And, um, and speaking of the product, <laughs> They want to know what products you use, but they also want to know how do you feel about airbrushing? Airbrushing was something that came along much later into my career. Mm-hmm. Airbrushing, I think, I think a lot of people look at airbrushing, and I know I'm going to step on somebody's toes. Airbrushing came along when HD came along. It became very, very important. HD shows a lot of flaws if you weren't properly blending makeup, if you weren't really putting it on and spending time on your foundation and your basics of beauty, then it showed up in television. Uh Airbrushing was kind of like a quote-unquote solution to that. I think that there are many people who are able to use it beautifully. It does not work for me. Uh I love cream foundation. I love being able to build. Y'all have taken my class before. You can achieve beautiful airbrushed finish from using cream foundation. Uh-huh. You have to learn how to manipulate product. You have to learn how to contour and highlight. You cannot layer something that is air-propelled that, that is not somewhat drying. It's air-propelled, so it's always going to be a little more dry. And I like the creaminess, the suppleness. I'm able to mix foundations on the skin and bring out the red and bring out the tone when I'm using cream. So for me, airbrushing does not do it for me. To mm-hmm. each his own. Roxana Floyd does eyes first, then she does foundation. She gets the same results. 
My former assistant, Laura Moberg, does Halle Berry. She airbrushed her. Valente Frazier, who used to assist me, was airbrushing Tyra, and then he stopped and he went back to Cream Foundation. It's, it's, it's really about what you're feeling and what your, your, your aesthetic is. But for me, I'm old school. I need good coverage. I need to build coverage. And the only way that you can do that is to use something supple and creamy that won't get drier the more you apply it. That, that's, that's also very, very malleable. And I like being able to work with my fingers. I like being able to work with sponges. Once again, you get my passion. You know what I mean. Um, I've watched you, Sam, like in your classes, you know, do the makeup. And for what you do, there is no way in the world you can airbrush. I just, no I'm just, I'm sorry. It, it ain't. And I'm not saying it because I'm me. I'm saying it because right. you just can't get that effect. Right. You can't get that kind of detail from what airbrushing does. And I have very good friends who airbrush, but not for the way that I do makeup. It's just, it's very hard. And the level of coverage that I need, sometimes working with skin concerns and, you know, we scar so easily, so you have to cover scars. It's very hard to kind of build that kind of air-propelled foundation. And they're making a lot of changes in foundations, Ket, um, is one of I heard one of the the best brands. My friend Rocky is a is an owner of that brand, huh? Yep. I mean, it, I, it, it, to me, it is the best. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'm aware, and I know it's one of the best. I feel like you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm telling you, my cream foundation does me proud. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, that's just how I feel. I just worked with Iman this evening using her stick foundations. Um, and, and, you know, her cream to powder, mixing the two of those for a beautiful, beautiful, supple finish. And it's, it just makes me comfortable. And you talk about brands. That's a wonder, wonderful segue. From drugstore, I use Iman. I love her powders. Her luxury pressed powders are amazing. That they are. Yes, I love that. You know, um, Queen Latifah, the Queen Collection, she has bronzers that are so gorgeous. There are only three. But the three, really, even when I mix and play with them, they have just enough shimmer. And I thank Roxana Floyd for those because I know she worked really hard in developing beautiful shades for that collection. Um, who else? Gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, I will pick up, I mean, I will pick up some Wet n' Wild bronzer, some Black Radiance. I mean, you know, you talk about some colors that, that you know, you, that don't go, you talk about cosmetic lines that don't go dark enough. Black Radiance, Posner, these are brands you can run to and always know that you're going to get something from them. Um, when I'm in the department store, I just bought a Dolce Gabbana lipstick. They're, they're only sold in Saks Fifth Avenue right now. I used this lipstick, beautiful lipstick, on Vanessa Williams for the Emmy Awards. Um, I love Yves Saint Laurent. They have beautiful sifted powders that are, like, that are just so light that I can highlight underneath the eye and whisk it away, and it's just, just, it's just so pristine. Um, and that's something that I've used throughout my career for probably, you know, uh, 18 years at least. Christian Dior, Francois Nars, I mean, I can't talk about these color lines enough. 
NARS, um, Dior, they have such strong pigmented color that when I go, you know, I worked with Jennifer Hudson last night. I used one of NARS' disco shadows in this beautiful burgundy color, and I knew that it would look strong and as true as it looks like in the compact on Jennifer's warm brown skin, which are always issues for us. It looks great in the pan, but will it look like that on me? And so that, that makes me happy when I know that I can pull something out that will look just like uh, what I hope it will. Right. And I guess MAC Cosmetics, I mean, I like some MAC things. I love their brow pencils. Uh, for me, with MAC Cosmetics, I love what they do. I've taught classes for them. They have wonderful products. I just want the MAC artists and so many people to realize that every line has something great to offer. I would feel so limited if a makeup artist came to me with only one designer, only one, only one cosmetic line. I think it's limiting, and I think it's an, artist, it's an artist's responsibility to find out what's best at every line that exists. So I have stuff from Cargo. I have stuff from Yves Saint Laurent. I have stuff from... Uh, Longcomb, I have stuff from L'Oreal, I have stuff from Black Opal, I have stuff from uh, Iman, Queen Latifah, CoverGirl collection, I have it all. And I, I make my kit of, of, of things that I like and that really speak to my, my, my makeup point of view. I think it's very, I think it's very um, limiting to work within one brand and to think that one brand could satisfy all needs mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we know that it doesn't well, i'm sorry i said because we all know that one brand doesn't but i see a lot of artists who have worked for for various uh cosmetic brands who leave that cosmetic counter thinking well i've been working with this brand and this is what i'm most comfortable with i'm like yeah but yeah. you got I me mean, you know you got to stretch out you got to go to bobby brown you got to go to uh you know, Francois Nars, you've got to go to Kevin Aquan and pick something up because there's something there that you need in your kit, let me tell you. I mean, I use Kevin Aquan. He has this great pencil, this one lip gloss that one of my clients loves. It's always just one or two things, and you've got to do your research. That's also a part of this business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we have Maxie on the line. Hi, Maxie. Hi. Hello, how are you? Hey, Maxie. How are you? I'm good, and you? Um, I've been learning so much. My God. <laughs> I talk a lot. I, I'm not giving Janice or Denise a chance to say nothing tonight. <laughs> no, but I'm going to get my taxes in order and everything. Like, I'm, I'm good. See, you know, you see, I told y'all, I told you somebody was listening to that. I'm telling you. I was, I'm a high school dropout, and um, I just, you know, I always fall behind. Like sometimes there's several. There's payroll companies sometimes that you know we get. We sometimes have to fill out tax papers when we work. It's not like we're just freelance being paid cash and we have to deal with it. Yep. But like it comes for me, it comes from ten different directions: payroll things and mm -hmm. cash jobs and mm -hmm. you know all these different places. And I just get so confused because I'm an artist. I'm I don't have that business mind to. But you can't say that as a cop-out, but you can't. I mean, none of us, I think, you know, my sisters were valedictorian and salutatorian, and when you talk about being a dropout, I barely got out of high school. I hear you. I failed English, but I went on to write a book. 
I can write, I spell, I'm, I, I write all the time. You no, know. I am, I am going to do that. That's what I'm saying. I am going to start. I usually go to like HR block like two years into it. Okay? Yep. It's like normal deal. It's yep. like normal deal. Then she gets mad at me, and then I like have to go through all this hell to fix it. But that's not really what I want to talk about, though. Okay, okay. But I'm glad you're paying attention. And let me tell you that somebody else out there, who's going through the same thing, and whether you just, you just got to go. You, if you're two years late, if you're five years late, if you're ten years late, get in there because they're waiting yeah. for you, and they will make it work. It will not change your life. It will get things in order. So go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so anyhow, but I wanted to say that I loved black, both Black Opal and Iman oh. products. I mean, I have used them for years, but back, like, years ago, um, when it was sort of, I guess, coming out or when I first started using Black Opal and Amon products, mm -hmm. I used to actually have to dig them out of the container and put them into pallets because people mm -hmm. would complain about it. Like, if it wasn't Mac at that time, they would complain about it. They would think, you know, it was like some fashion fair thing or they would end up looking. I don't know what it was. The colors were better. I loved oh, yeah. those. Oh, those black opal sticks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the ones I worked on. They were my favorite thing. And I actually helped Stila develop, you know, 10 years ago, I helped them develop their supposed people of color line. Yep, and, and I, I got some of those when I did a tour. Yeah, they were definitely trying to, to expand their lines. They did a lot of, like, also, um, didn't they do, like a, like, a tinted moisturizer and a bunch of stuff? Yeah, but you know when they when they did that, they were just trying, you know, and it, and it honestly, it never ended up working. They never really wanted to take it as dark as they needed to, or as you know, they they didn't realize that there were so many different hues of yep. skin for people of color that it just was overwhelming for them. They ended up popping out with like four colors or three colors, and then but, the consumer. Uh, is sitting there wondering, well, okay, this is okay. And then those four colors have to be the best colors, and they usually aren't because it's too hard to just – you can't just do four. No, I could never have done, like, Michael Jordan or something with, with exactly. any of those colors because it, it was just impossible. But and what else I've noticed is that – and what is so crazy to me is the main – like, the over-the-counter lines, even, like, CoverGirl, if you walk into a drugstore – a person who's beyond, like, you know, a light brown <laughs> color yeah. is never going to be able to get anything, any foundation or powder in any drugstore in, in the entire country. But the drugstores now, I mean, the thing is, the thing is now with drugstores, you just really have to look to see which drugstores carry the Queen collection. You have to see which color, which drugstores carry Iman Cosmetics, which drugstores carry... <laughs> Black Opal or Posner or Black Radiance. They're out there, but they're all so segmented into certain areas. So I always know the drugstore to go to get my goods. But it is challenging. We have to look harder. We have to find it. We have to search for it because it's, it's much harder to find. But what I, no, but what I was also going to add to that was that, yes, there are specific lines geared towards just women of color that end up not getting the proper backing and not get, end up getting to promote and market their product enough to where those lines go under, like we've talked about or like you guys were talking about. But 
what what really is bizarre to me is that the main lines, you know, aren't taking advantage of the market. Like just regular, inexpensive lines like CoverGirl, Maybelline, all those lines are literally only formulated for white people. I mean, and, I mean and, that's what. Thank goodness. That. I know you don't have the answer for everything, mm-hmm. but <laughs> what is that? I mean, I, I, like I said before, you know, it's not their core consumer. These companies were not born thinking about us. About 10 years ago, maybe, I don't know, 12 years ago, we weren't even on their mind. You know, so, so we're slowly making strides. And every time they put a product out that we don't like, they're losing money. So every time, that doesn't inspire them to keep creating more. That, in, that makes them want to think, like, why are we even doing this? Or they just don't like it. They don't realize that they're not doing their job. They're not bringing in makeup artists to, a lot of times, um, consult on these colors. They're just taking the same colors they have and sometimes making them darker. So there's so many reasons. And I just, you know, I think that it just leaves more room for more of us entrepreneurs to come out to do what we do and, uh, and, and create names for ourselves and move forward, you know, help the beauty industry to move forward into the new millennium, which, uh, you know, will speak to the browning of America. Absolutely. Wow. You're, I, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm interested in taking like a, a seminar of yours. <laughs> you're, you're a motivational speaker. But, but you John, know, I mean, anything. beauty's political. Beauty is political, and when you've worked behind the scenes and when you've seen how few, of, uh, how few people of color, how, how few models of color, how few beauty editors of color there are in this industry, you start realizing how political this industry is. I mean, we work as freelancers. There's no affirmative action. There's no quota system. Uh, you, know, you, you, you know, if they don't want you, they don't have to hire you. And it's very simple. They can, you know, they're, they're black models that they say. We just don't want to see any black models this season at all. And, and it's very challenging. And so we go up, uh, you know, we go up against a lot uh, every day, a lot of uh, preconceived notions about who we are and what we are and how we look and how we act. And we're changing the game every day. We're changing the game every day. But let me tell you this, Mac is making tons of money from women of color and has for the last, well, I don't know, 10 years, like, they, you know, marketed towards, you know, people of color. They, you know, I, I, they were smart. They're, they're making tons of money. I don't understand what the stupidity of. of well, I think they yeah. can make more money. I think they can make more money if they really dedicated themselves to women of color. You also are talking about a brand that isn't, that's barely 10 years old. That that you know that that was born in a spirit of diversity. Katie Lang and RuPaul were their first spokespeople. So you're talking about a brand that came straight off the cuff from from makeup artists who knew how they wanted to be perceived. They weren't trying to be Elizabeth Arden. They weren't trying to be Chanel. They wanted to be new age and encompass everyone's needs. And I think that that w- that's very important because because psychologically. My mom or my sisters could approach this brand without the baggage of thinking this was not a brand that would ever speak to me. Mm-hmm. 
So you have so you now have a brand that says, Well shit, we you know, we've got we've got RuPaul here, we've got Katie Lang. Then we're gonna do Viva Glam, which is a charity lipstick, and we're gonna bring in Little Kim and Mary J. Blige and Fergie. We're gonna make this the with it hip cosmetic line. And I think that that has helped them to retain um, their their cross-cultural appeal. Um, but do I think that they could also be doing a, a better job at speaking directly towards women of color? Of course I do. Having this consumer isn't enough. Being able to satisfy her needs is what we're going for. Absolutely. That's me on my soapbox again, y'all. You know, Sam, when you when you finish talking, you just leave everybody quiet. I'm sorry, that was breaking up so bad I couldn't hear it. Oh, I said, um, what surprises me is you never say um or ah. Uh. In between, you never go. Um, uh, I've had years, years of media training and 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 being able to watch some of the best people. Vanessa Williams is one of the most fluent interviews I've ever watched. Monique is amazing. Oh wow! I mean, so you know, working with Tyra. So, so you do you do learn a if few I, things. Well, if I had your, if I was just, you know as well spoken as you were, then maybe I could have convinced Max Factor before they went under. To I tried so hard to convince them to expand their foundation colors, and you know it, it just never happened. It never unfolded. They have they had ridiculous colors geared towards no one. You know, not even white people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, like, there's nothing, there's no foundation of theirs that you could ever put onto a white, even match it to any white person's skin. Right. So, you see, it's not, just, it's not just our colors. But I think what happens is a lot of these cosmetic lines think of speaking to this woman as a last-ditch effort. It becomes, the, the, there's a recession we need to speak, you know, what can we do to grow our revenue? And this goes back to business, Janice and Denise. You know, once again, you talk about being business women, business people. Um, you know, companies see recession. They see an opportunity in a consumer who's statistically a spender, not a saver. Women who are, are very clearly tied to the emotional strings of beauty and, and – and, you know, and, and so a lot of companies try to to come out with new colors and do things to speak to us, and they fall short. And, and it leaves us, once again, looking for the next. So it, it's, it's a challenging, it's a challenging um, landscape out there. But, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I look forward to satisfying um, these needs at a later date when I can really release cosmetics after I'm done teaching y'all what to do with them. Right. Can I just say, I have three words to say to you, and I think everybody in the chat room would agree with me. We've got about 20 people in the chat room. Mm-hmm. So I'll say we just want to say, preach, Sam, preach. <laughs> <laughs> you called me in that mood tonight, and... And I just say I'm 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 so fortunate and I want people to know that I appreciate the support and you know we're all doing this together. 
I don't separate myself from my assistants. I don't separate myself from the up-and-coming kids who are trying to do their thing. We're all hustling every day. Our hustle may look a little different, but it's all the same. So, so I appreciate the love and support, and and uh, and and I tell you the kind words and and the outpouring of love towards the DVD and Find Beauty the book and my work, you know, on on many of my clients. It's, it's, it never falls on deaf ears. It never falls on deaf ears, and those are the things that really help me to get by in the hard times when I'm being hard on myself and thinking about my own personal growth as an artist. Um, you know, knowing that there are people who are hanging on to what you do and and the level of success that you've been able to achieve. So thanks to all of you all, really. Well, we have a caller from the 813 area code. Where is that? I'm trying to figure that out. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Well, actually, I'm calling from Washington, D.C., but 813 is Tampa, Florida. Okay. 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 What's your name? My name is Warren, Warren B. What's up, Warren? How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, it's, like, amazing right now for me to be in my room actually having this conversation. And when you look back over your life and you look at all of the things that you saw growing up, all of the books and all of the covers and all of all of that, when you look at all of that and you see all of the greatness that's been created, like right now I'm just in a in a zone to even be having this conversation on the phone. And there's so many people that have called me and sent me emails and said, you should call in, you should say something. So for me to just be able to, to call in and say hello and and to give you my love and my support, that means mm. the world to me and so many other people. Wow. Oh, God, thank you. Like, you have I no idea. To, just, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, mm. I just have to say thank you for everything that you've done for beauty, for everything that you've done for people like me who have a hustle and who have had to create a hustle out of so many different ways, and now it's all starting to fall into order for me, and I'm able to look at my career and look at mm-hmm. followers on Twitter and look at people that view my blog and look at your work. I don't know if you've ever been to my blog before. But what is it? Get, let, shout it out. It's warrenbeautiful.com. Okay. I'm going to go and on you Warren, at W-A-R-R-E-N, mm-hmm. beautiful.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when you look at it, you're going to see, you're going to see, like, it's going to be like, you're going to look in the mirror, like, it's going to be like, wow, like, this kid really believes in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I develop, like, the blog and put everything together, I use you as my guide and as my example. Mm-hmm. And if I could come half as close to what you've come, in my career, then I will feel like I've made it. And a lot of people feel like I've made it at this point, but I know, I, I think I'll know when I get to that point. Mm. And you will. Oh, are you talking to me? Or are you talking to me? No, I'm just kidding. You know what? Warren, thank you so much. You know, I'm getting an award this Saturday from the Thurgood Marshall uh, College Fund. They're honoring myself, Naomi Campbell, um, Joyce Brown, the president of FIT, uh, Andre Walker, uh, who does Oprah's hair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talk about thinking about where you came from and where you are today, and it's an award that that calls us icons, fashion icons. And it's amazing because I'm not one for, for titles. 
because you'll know when you've succeeded because you know the goals you set for yourself. Exactly, exactly. So it's wonderful, but but calls like this and 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 that kind of those those sentiments are are they really make it worth it for me much more than more much more than any award. Thank you. And and one thing that like in today's technology, like the fans are able to see more and, and be a little bit closer to you as a person. And, and one thing that I've noticed, like a lot of makeup artists, especially like celebrity makeup artists, are sometimes afraid to really step out and let like the fans really come in because you get so much feedback and it's hard to respond to everybody. Mm-hmm. But one thing that i found is that these people nowadays, like the little people like me, we're more in tune to people that that like really, really let us in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything to you, but that's no. I like, just yo, I I reconnected with Janice and Denise on Facebook. It was oh, funny wow. because I did another blog radio show a week ago that came through my PR agency. So when you know they reached out to me, I was like, sure. I mean, I didn't even go through PR, you guys. It was forums just kind of an like easy this thing. Is amazing. Like forums like this one, like yeah. talking and being able to communicate. This is like this one conversation has made my whole career. Oh, please. Thank you. Thank you. Like, thank in you, a major you. way, you, I, you, you are more than deserving of it, and I'm glad that you took the time out to have this conversation, and I really appreciate you guys for doing this. And I have to thank my girl, Scandalous Beauty, for calling me and reminding me that I was supposed to be watching. Oh, I've seen her. I've seen her. Oh, my gosh. She's the greatest. She knows every person, and every person knows her by name. And she's like, she's my best friend, and she's really helped me and pushed me to this point. Everything I do, she's me 100%. And I'm, I'm getting she's used to that. To, 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 to know. Real, I'm getting used to all of the names now on Twitter and Facebook and all the comments and, and the and the uh, you know the screen names. So it's really yeah, it's cool. amazing. It's amazing. It's but thanks amazing. to and people, you know, and people really, 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 really mean what they say for the most part. You just have true. to take it like it is. You know what I mean? Nobody's like trying to be malicious. People really are genuine when they tell you that they love you and that they love your work. Like seriously, like because they could have time doing other stuff. They don't have time to be. There's I agree. A million other things to do on the internet. Nope. And, well, anyways, and yeah, no. And once again, I mean, all this thanks goes to uh, Janice and Denise for contacting oh, me and continuing to to give you guys what you want and to be, you know, continue, uh, you know, to push forward in what they're doing. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. If you didn't, if you didn't do anything, you made my dream come true tonight. So I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you, Warren. Thank you guys so much, and you guys have a good night. And I'm going to continue listening. And wait, Warren, it's WarrenBeautiful.com. WarrenBeautiful.com. I had to make it simple. I had it like Warren Beautiful at Blogspot and all of that. So I had to make it a little. Oh God, thank you, thank you. That's great. Thank you, man. You're welcome. You guys have a good night. Thank you, Warren. Okay. All right, you're welcome. Oh my gosh, I want a Warren. I, that was like that was the sweetest call I have ever heard. The sweetest things said to anyone ever. Yeah, oh, that was great. That was great. You're just breaking up a little. I'm sorry. I can. Yeah, you are breaking up a little, Maxie. Uh, well, that was just so. Sweet. Oh, that was great. Okay, good. Heart. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just broke my heart. I said, I want a Warren. 
<laughs> I, I need I need a Warren. You got a Warren out there. Let me tell you, we all do. I haven't heard him. I haven't heard him. He hasn't. I just him. heard him. I just heard him now. So you know, yours is coming. Beautiful. Yours is coming. That was amazing. That was that was really nice. Yes. Um, Sam, what is it? Back to your DVD. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have like ten minutes left, so I want to get back to your DVD. What do you? What do you hope women of color and and other makeup artists who see your DVD, what do you hope they take from it or learn from it? You know, I want people to understand that every time I do a Tyra show, uh, Good Morning America, every time I do one of those shows and you see a woman without makeup and then we bring her out afterwards and come on out and Sam, tell us what you did. I'm not really telling you what I did. I'm... I'm not telling you that I spent an hour bleaching and tweezing and and perfecting foundation and sometimes over an hour or putting on mascara. I give you the highlights. I give you the, we used a blush, we did a smoky eye, we did a nude lip. There's no real technique in any of that. To, to, To be able to watch me do makeup, this DVD is an hour long. That's without special features. That's without the um, Iman behind-the-scenes uh, feature. That's without the Q&A with me. That's without the behind-the-scenes of the making of the DVD. Um, an hour long of how-to from brows to building foundation to lining and, and a, a beautiful creased eye. I want women to see all that goes into it because when you look at someone like a Vanessa Williams on the runway or, or you know, on the red carpet, or you look at someone like Iman or Tyra Banks, you know, on the red carpet, you always think, I mean, they're beautiful women, and they're just as beautiful as the women who are watching them. And they, too, can benefit from the same beauty techniques that I use on them. And hopefully they can see from the beginning to the end how this builds and, 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 uh, and, and enhances each woman's beauty. Wow. And hopefully we'll empower women to, to realize that there are products out there that they either don't have or don't know how to use. I find so many women in classes who just maybe are using, you know, one product out of order. Or I apply this and then I do this. And I said, you know, I ask them. You know I always ask questions. How, and what kind of effect are you getting from that? Well, it just doesn't look as light as I would want it. Well, then that means you need one a shade lighter to achieve this effect. And, and you're able to have a conversation and make women think about the application techniques that they've kind of really pulled from everywhere because we haven't really had any, any true authority to, to learn from. Right. Absolutely. Wow, Sam. <laughs> this show has really been inspiring. For me as well. What's next for Sam Fine? Sleep. I'm exhausted. I, y'all have no idea. I did. I, I worked with Vanessa Monday and then left her to go to Jennifer. I did Jennifer the night after that. I did Iman tonight. I'm trying to promote the DVD. I've got appearances, the, the appearance in D.C. on the 22nd at Bennett Career Institute. Um, you know, my, my this award that I'm receiving, the Saturday with Naomi Campbell, Andre Walker, and Joyce Brown of FIT. 
uh, is this Saturday, so I got a full schedule. And then I leave next week to go to work with Monique for the premiere of Precious, which is a movie that is so amazing. And if you all ever read the book Push, I read it when it came out. I heard the movie's dynamic. I have yet to see it. Hopefully I'll see it at the premiere. But um, work doesn't stop. Doing the DVD was the basics of beauty. I look forward to doing Beyond the Basics of Beauty, which will totally talk about lashes and individuals. And so I can put my stamp even on some of those things and show you how I do those things. But I really wanted to give women something to begin with, to learn about what a liquid foundation or cream foundation is and how to properly apply uh, you know, these makeup looks no matter what your makeup personality is, whether you're a five to ten minute makeup wearer or, or you devote, you know, a half hour to beauty. Right. So, so, so I'm looking forward to more things. And as I approach my 20th year of beauty next year, um, I'm thinking about another book. But I have to say I'm, I'm so into the DVD right now. I think that being able to, to walk and talk and show you guys exactly what I'm doing I think is so much more valuable, especially in this day and time of, uh, of, of everything being so digital and, and so immediate. Right, exactly. Absolutely. So Sam, can you tell us all, um, again, where to get your DVD so I can put this information out? On- Please, yes. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, just put in Sam Fine DVD and you know, or the Basics of Beauty DVD, and it will come right up. And uh, it's twenty four ninety nine. And for anyone who buys it and has watched it, please let other people know what you think of it. I mean, the good and the bad. I mean, you know, you can't create a project without knowing that there will be someone who may have some constructive criticism. And I, I read it all, and I take it all in. I, I use what I can for my future projects. I'm still growing and learning. So please leave a review. Let other people uh, see what you think. And uh, send me a uh, message on Facebook. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter. And, you know, I, and, and keep up with what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. We definitely will. And I saw a review that you posted on Facebook, actually, that somebody, they did a little video. Um, that was amazing. That was awesome. That was awesome. Someone, you know, who got the DVD, one of the first who got the DVD, ordered it from Amazon.com, did a video posting, uh, a review of the DVD, who's also a fellow makeup artist, which is even more, you know, nervous for me because as a makeup artist, I mean, you know, these are the basics. There are no tricks in here. So, so it, it was really, uh, it's very humbling. It's very humbling, and I'm, I'm always extremely um, flattered by other makeup artists like Warren, uh, like Diva, who are able to say such wonderful things about other artists, and it makes me know that we're not all just sitting here thinking about competing with another artist. We're all just knowing that we're all in this together trying to move forward in the same way. Absolutely. You know, it is not about, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to, I just wanted to remind our listeners to do exactly what Siobhan and, um, and, and Warren did tonight to call in and make their comments or ask your questions, um, you know, because, you know, I know there's a lot of questions out there that people want to ask, but no one's, you know, people aren't calling in or people not emailing their questions. And then 
you know, we bring guests like Sam Fine in, you have to call in. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, let it be known. You know, you're thinking, I thought that was wonderful, uh, Warren calling in and just letting us know how you guys made his day. Oh, my God. No, you made mine. He made mine. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I think that people forget that, you know, we're in a service industry. So all the time you don't you don't get fed. You don't know whether you did the best job or you don't know if people like what you did. You know, so so it's challenging. I mean, you know, it's challenging. So to hear some positive words, I mean, you'd be surprised. And I, I hope everybody remembers that to just just say thank you or how beautiful something is or the effort that someone has put into uh, the time that someone has put into your beauty or your hair or helping you get dressed or the people in your life who really help you to uh, move forward every day. So thank you goes a long way, let me tell you. Absolutely. We have. Two minutes left, Sam, and we want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a just a wonderful experience. Um, so we want to probably have you on later on sometime next year so you could talk about how well this DVD is doing and <laughs> other great stuff. <laughs> That's very kind. That's very kind. Thank you. See, the, I'm feeling the positivity. Well, thank you all for having me, and I love the calls and Please stay in touch. You know I'll be on Facebook. I'm always on there personally. Those are my messages. That's me responding. Yes. Yep. And as we as we close, Sam, can you just let um, our listening audience know what beauty means to you? God, beauty means a positive spirit. Um, you know, it's not the perfect eye shade or shape. It's not the perfect hair texture. It's not the perfect skin. It's about how you see yourself and how you see others. Uh, that really is what beauty is to me, is when you're able to, to, to act the part, not just look it. Absolutely. And on that note, I'd just like to say, for those of you who liked tonight's show, go out and mark it as a favorite. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sam. I, I can't say thank you enough. It's just been awesome. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. And I know we wore you out. This was a longer show than normal. But, it's um, all good. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you again. All right. Have a great night. Same to everyone. Okay. okay. Bye, y'all.